Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host Matt and I am joined by Dylan, G and Vivek for this episode of the show. The 2023 NBA trade deadline did not disappoint with multiple stars and players on the move. With a newly reloaded Western Conference Final and about 20 games to go, we revise our power rankings from the beginning of the season. Today is February 16th, 2023, and this is the 98th episode of the show. Alright, we're back on our NBA here, and I think I tricked y'all by saying that it was our final episode. I mean, I didn't mean of the season, I meant of the NFL season, but we still got to talk about the NBA here. We're right back. Right back into it. And, Be back. Uh, Yep, Dylan and Vivek are back for this episode. We're getting into our basketball here, so I think they're going to stick around for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I'm not looking forward to uh, to hearing from these two. That's <laughs> the least I can say. That's your fault. Oh, they're going to love the slow come playoff time. That's all <laughs> oh, I'm going to say. I think it's Viv more than Dylan for me. I just think like when Viv speaks, I just get irritated. Yeah, I just, I just, the knows some, I just know somehow whatever he says is going to be a dig or a shot or just straight up a it's fucking, a, you know. It's, it's a basketball Gav, you know? Yeah. Who would you rather deal with, Vivek or Gav? Oh, Gav, right now, easily. <laughs> I mean, my shots at UG hit more often than the Suns hit shots in game seven last year. Right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, every single fucking <laughs> statement that this man just utters. Just some some bullshit. Like I don't know how. Else to how it. though? I mean, we'll get into it. Don't hey, worry. Hey, okay. We but you gotta be excited. Of... Go you, ahead. You you gotta be excited, G. I mean, you sure were last Thursday. I'd say. Um, oh, I mean, I was extremely excited. <laughs> I this guy some... texts in the group chat at like I don't know what time, but it was like KD to the Suns. I was that was the first I heard of it. So my heart kind of uh, I was like, oh shit, and I know he's right. So. I mean, what were your initial reactions to that? I mean, um, I was very, very excited. Some might almost say wrecked, but, um, you know, it was an interesting time because, uh, you know, I felt like from back, from, as my as you guys know, I'm a CP fan. So even back from when he was uh, back in the Lob City, Lob City fan, uh, he I wanted I have tweets out that say I wanted Katie to come play with them, come play with CP. It's only been like six years since then, but it finally happened, so I'm happy to see it. I think it's a, uh, you know, like I said, it's like a dream in the making for me. All right, I'm sure we're gonna talk a little your, bit more about that. You can say your nonsense now. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's just holding it back. I think we'll, I think we'll get to it when we talk about the Suns a little bit later, but I think a little bit of revision is in order. That's why we made this episode because we decided to do some power rankings at the beginning of the season and they haven't exactly been the most accurate for example we had the clippers as our number three overall team and i don't think anyone has them right now as our number three team i'm just checking i don't think so right so i think there's a lot to correct here i think that the western conference has changed dramatically ever since the trade deadline and over 60 games later so with 20 games left, I think it's, you know, about time. I mean, the All-Star break's coming up, so what better time than to uh, do a Power Rankings episode, just like everyone wants, yeah, right? Yeah, before Mac McClung blows our mind this weekend, huh? 
<laughs> oh my god the first time a g leader will probably beat everyone possibly are you gonna put money on that i i would i feel I like might, he cares. actually i feel because... like always a person that cares the most that like wins the dunk contest now right because like one Aaron person's Gordon. always just there for like bullshit you know just to like say they made it and then doesn't even have any dunks planned and then there's always like the one guy that's just trying his ass off to win and people enjoy it when it like guards are doing the dunk contest over like the bigs hmm. yeah because i feel like it's more impressive when you see like a six foot two guy jump 35 inches in the air and do something to where i was like the guy is already seven foot tall i mean still impressive but you know i just feel like it's different that makes sense okay well why don't we get into these right here so we all had our own power rankings and we filled it out and we disagreed significantly so we decided to just average out all of the scores and this is what we came up with so coming in at nine and ten we're kind of split between the clippers and the mavs the mavericks and the clippers we had them all you know one way or another obviously uh the mavs kind of blew things up a little bit they traded away a lot of pieces to get kyrie irving um it's kind of a last ditch effort to try and help luca at this point I mean, just some quick thoughts on that trade real quick. So, I mean, I felt like, like you said, as a desperate move in terms of just, you know, uh, you kind of traded Dan Witte and DFS, who was your best uh, defender in the perimeter, uh, just to get Kyrie, who might just leave this offseason. So it kind of just feels like, a, you know, where's the commitment and what is the long-term success going to be? So I feel like it's hard to go all in with a player like Kyrie and in the last, like, four teams that did got kind of slapped in the face for it so it feels like you know why are you doing it now is there is like it's not like where the lakers where like you have lebron who only has an x amount of years left and you know you got to maximize those years with them you have ad who's kind of like you know could be all over the place so you know it's just what Luca's the exact opposite of that situation he's young he's still got a feels like an infinite amount of years to play so why are we making such a you know, as we as in like the Mavs or why are you making such like a, I don't feel like a long-term move, but you're still giving up your, you know, it's a bunch of assets and you're not really positioning yourself into becoming a win now team, even though you're supposed to with this type of trade. And if it doesn't work out one year, cause we know it, it takes, sometimes it takes a couple of years for players to, you know, mold and, you know, become one in a sense. So even if it doesn't work out this year, you know, kind of has to so there's no other situation for them they can't just you know unless you're going to give Kyrie the bag and even if you do maybe someone else offers it and he leaves all right so it's like I don't know it just feels like it's like going all in on something that feels sort of mid you know <laughs> yeah I think I generally agree with that I think it's going to end up a lot like honestly I can't believe Mark Cuban made this move I thought he saw this before with Rajon Rondo I mean it's it just seems like Kyrie's a complete head case at this point. He's a distraction. He's literally, you know, forced his way off all three teams. And he didn't even play 12 straight games for the Nets at any point in his four-year tenure with them. All for various reasons. And he's blaming the Nets for it. Like, the Nets made him do all the stuff that he did to, you know, not be able to be available for the games. So, you know... Again, with the loaded Western Conference now, you got the Celtics and the Bucks on the other side. Yeah, two guards aren't going to work out, especially when you gave up a bunch of defense. 
I'm gonna take the opposing approach to both of you guys on this trade, and I'm actually gonna say that the Mavs made a pretty good move overall because, frankly, with Dinwiddie and Dwayne Finney Smith, with those guys kind of being like two of your top four players, that's not necessarily a roster that's panned out to go very deep into playoffs, and we've kind of seen what their ceiling was with Jalen Brunson last season. And which is to be a very good team that made the Western Conference Finals, but ultimately they got promptly destroyed by the Warriors, quite frankly. And so I think it really just comes down to how do you raise your ceiling meaningfully? And obviously losing DFS hurts, losing Dinwiddie hurts, giving up the first round pick hurts. But with someone of Kyrie's talent level, um, having that ability along with Lucas can pose some damage come playoff time. And I think that alone itself is worth the risk because there was really no meaningful direction in which the Mavericks were really positioned to be pre-Kyrie. And this kind of gives them the ability to try to piece something together around Luka and kind of make him want to commit to the team long run. Okay, one last question for you guys. Is Kyrie going to stay? No. No. (laughs) No, hell no. Based on his track record... He ain't staying. He's probably going to go find another team who's going to throw him the bag. I think he's but... going to Phoenix. I don't I think, think he stays. No, no, no. He I, think he's, I think he's going to go to Phoenix. Yeah. There's too many guards in Phoenix. Nah, I think if they don't win the ring this year, and maybe even if they do, I think they're going to try to move on from CP. And that, um, You got to yeah, stop go calling him. For First of all, don't call him CP. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you guys don't like it? Don't. Would you like to do the honors? His name is Christopher after what transpired during the playoffs last season, man. You guys call him whatever the fuck you guys want him to, right? Can you at okay, least call him CP3? I like. I won't call him Christopher. I'll call oh him one of the God. most overrated point guards of all time. I'll okay, call him Mr. No Rings. I'll call him Mr. Yeah. Kim Kardashian. Um, <laughs> what else? We can, we can go on all day, man. We didn't ever cover you, that, you, you but that was pretty will. funny. All right. <laughs> Let's move on here to the Grizzlies. I mean, I thought they were fine in the West, but apparently the West was not fine with them. They, a lot of teams reloaded, and now all of a sudden they're eighth on our list. And I think they're the second seed, right? As it stands in the Western Conference standings. So, Seriously? Yeah, what games, guys? Wait, really? Very good this season. Yeah. The I hell? think they're behind the Nuggets right now. Yeah, that's correct. So what it gives? I don't know what's going on. I don't know. For me, for me, it just doesn't feel like you know they 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 give me that young regular season team like in a sense of like they're not gonna win multiple playoff series. You know, they're just I don't feel like that's what their team is made to do. Like they have a young team that tries really hard during the regular season, and that can get you a lot of regular season wins. You know, but when it comes to it, and it comes to winning playoff series for me. I don't think they're. I don't have them in my top ten at all. Uh, but oh you my guys gosh. did. I just noticed. So that's why. Yeah, you have the Lakers in I your just, top ten. <laughs> I mean, for Jeez. me, it just comes down to like if I have the Lakers and the the Grizzlies in a series, like I am. That's not. I don't even think it would be close. Like realistically, like we are definitely going to hold you to that if that happens. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely can. Whoever the Grizzlies play, if they play the Warriors, who are going to be a low seed. If they end up playing the Lakers, who are going to be a close low seed, or the Mavs, all of those teams are going to give them 
trouble and most likely win. And throw the Clippers in there too. Any of those four teams, they're going to be low seeds, probably somewhere between the five through eight. And you're going to be the two or the one, whatever they end up being. And they're going to match up with someone they don't want no problems with. And they probably end up losing and then they can gritty their way on out of the playoffs. <laughs> I do agree with For you. For me? Oh. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just think um, they're kind of fake. Or they, yeah, exactly. They talk, they talk really tough, but like they don't show up for it. Like last year, like they, they were the first seed going into the playoffs. Then they second. struggled. Oh, second. Last year, I thought we were. Se- I thought the Warriors were second. Third. Oh, third. Oh, okay. But sec, sorry, second. But when they went to the playoffs, they played the. I remember they were playing the Timberwolves, right? And they struggled, struggled. against. Yeah, they didn't go to seven. Yeah. They went to seven games, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, six, exactly. Six. Yeah. Like six games. Anyway, but it wasn't like convincing because we. I think everyone expected that they're gonna dominate over T Wolves, but they were playing really sloppy. I remember. Then you now to real time, they you hear John Morant talking so much shit about how they're fine their West, but. By the time the trade deadline came around, like they didn't really do them any big trades, so I feel like the rest of the West is gonna catch up to them. And you all, they also have this guy named Dylan Brooks, who's I don't know why he's disrespecting all the Dylans out there. That's not how we are. <laughs> but he, he's a trash ass player, dude. Like no Dylan, cap. Next time we play basketball, don't hit me midair. <laughs> like for your namesake, I'm watching you, man. <laughs> This guy tried to fight Shannon Sharp, man. <laughs> so called him, a, called him a nobody, right? Yeah, I was like, "Do you not know who Shannon Sharp is? He's gonna run you over, dude." <laughs> but I think the Grizzlies, even though there's, I think like what G said, they're just a regular season team. By the time they come playoffs, they're gonna they're gonna lose their marbles and just gritty on out playoffs. Their, their team isn't very impressive. Like, they got Job, which is, you know, entertaining, and I think he's great. All, obviously, he's pretty unlikable, but he's still a, a great, great basketball player. He's averaging close to 30, so, like, I mean, that's all that needs to be said, right? Like, that's impressive in itself. But after that, I just I go pick apart their whole lineup. Dylan Brooks is nobody. Jaron Jackson is a great defensively, but they don't have a second bucket getter. Bain's a good shooter. But if he's a, you know, can't really create his own shot, more of just a set shooter and a defender. So they don't really have a second, you know, person to go get a bucket with for them like that. So I just I don't see where the where the appeal is for putting them for Matt has them at four, which is just fucking crazy to me. Just absolutely insane. I just don't <laughs> get where you how you they can be that high. I mean, if you're basing it off just regular season wins and yeah, sure. But I'm I mean, not, I feel I'm like my my power ranking my 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 power rankings are based on who I think would win if the playoffs started right now, and you know that's why I don't have the Grizzlies in here because they're probably out in the first round of, at least in my opinion. Well, like G said, I have them as what fourth, right? And yeah. I mean, you're giving them way too much credit, man. <laughs> maybe I am, maybe I am, but I just think that you know what we saw last year was last year, and. I think what the Grizzlies got from last year, they didn't get to the Western Conference Finals like they thought they would. 
but I think they did get that experience that they needed, right? And like Dylan said, like you said, Dylan, like, you know, they didn't look very experienced out there. They kind of lost their composure in these key moments and in these clutch time, you know, things. I remember in one Warriors game, I think it was a close game, and then I think Dylan Brooks just took this awful shot. Exactly. Like they He's just kept a trash-ass player, shots. dude. Yeah. But, I mean, they learn. You learn from that. Like, the Warriors certainly Dylan... learned from that back in, what, 2013, right? When they faced the Spurs, who eventually won the championship. I think it's the same case with the Warriors. Like, you know, this team is pretty talented, and John Morant is going to be a star. He already is a star. I think the biggest concern, obviously, like G said, is the lack of a second star. But I think that this team, if they don't face the Warriors or something like that, I think they can go far. I don't think, you know, the Lakers are going to beat them. I don't think the Clippers are going to beat them. I think that uh, you know, they're just, a pretty good uh, that's team. That's so crazy to me. Right? Like, I, I just I'm feel just, like, just, you know, I they face the Warriors. They face the Warriors, and the Warriors are just okay. killers in the playoffs. They're not right? beating the Clippers. And they lost in six games. The only team that not, ever like are they, are took they, the Warriors to six Matt, games. Matt, are they beating Celtics. the Clippers? Yes. Are they beating the Clippers? Oh, yeah. God, dude. Oh my Bro. God. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, you said they're gonna beat the Clippers? Wait, hold up. No way. Nah, was, no, 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 no. The no, great no, Sir it. Charles Barkley said, Thank "I you. guarantee Thank it." You, stop it. Stop the yeah, cap. that's crazy. Oh, yeah, They're out in the first bro. round, bro. I guarantee The way the playoffs it. are seeding up right now, the Lakers can make a push, get to eight, so they don't want to play that. They could have the Warriors at seven, the first winners out of the play-ins. Then you could have, a, like, and they could have a well-rested Steph Curry coming back, and that could be ugly for them. And they could play the se- sixth seed, who could be the Clippers, or then they, if they end up at the four, they could play the five-seeded maps. And which of those matchups do they want to see? Please tell me. Honestly, I don't they're really getting, think they're that. Lose, they're getting smoked by every single one of those teams. Mavericks? I don't know, man. Oh, my God, dude. Luka could give them That's buckets true. by himself. Luka Just last year's Mavs team would probably whoop them. And then you, I feel like, I, like they've said, as of, if Kyrie's playing, they're a better team. So the Grizzlies didn't get any better. I mean, Look, all it does I'm is a that big, Luke Kennard, this I'm a big ass. Line. I'm a big-ass Grizzlies hater, right? I didn't like Jaw. Back in that playoff series, honestly, I didn't like. We can we can pretty much call it a rivalry at this point between the Warriors and the Grizzlies. I no, don't really not. like the Grizzlies, and I don't want them to win. But I just think that you know you can't deny their talent right now, and I, I think, think that you're they're going to be the a lot better. A lot of credit, Matt, because mm-hmm. you don't want to hype up the Warriors, and when the Grizzlies do cause more about smoke, that other team, then you're just going to basically come back to this and say, "Yo, I called it right here, right now." But here's the reality let's, of the let's situation. Let's not talk about the, my strategy here, Vivek. <laughs> the reality of the situation is Jaws a very fine player. I'll give you that. No. And, but I agree with everything that G said pretty much, which is that Bane and Jaron Jackson Jr., while they're, they're both dynamic. good players, they one aren't dynamic, necessarily dynamic enough. Yeah, exactly. They don't necessarily provide you that star power that you're looking for for a team that wants to go far. And really, when it comes to the playoffs, you know, it's all about ceiling. and this team, the output is greater than the sum of its parts. And really, besides Jaw, right? And Jaw is a player that has his limitations, quite obviously, even though he's, in high, he's a high octane scorer. You know, there's no player that particularly stands out uh, and jumps out of the paper is someone that would be a top 10 player during the postseason. You don't think the GOAT, Jaron Jackson Jr., at home is going to, you know, change anything? <laughs> Dude, that guy got fouled out after. After like 20 minutes, dude, the other night. 
That's what he's good for, just randomly hacking Keller. someone that comes down the paint. He, av he averages like 10 blocks a game, 16 steals, and then they'll have home field advantage. I I'm pretty sure, you know, it's going to be a shutdown. Him and Dylan Brooks play like their brain's turned off. Literally, yeah, I mean, Jordan Jackson Jr., like you said, Matt, he might he might do good in, at home. I'm pretty sure the scorekeepers will make sure that happens, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just think that the Grizzlies, you know, they keep this up. They get that experience. I could see them making a run. A run? Run to the Super Bowl. Run to fucking back home. <laughs> Memphis. Get out of here with yeah. that shit, man. Okay, a lot of hate here. All right. So let's go to the next couple of teams on our list. We we practically agree on these two. Uh, the Cavs at seven. Um, the Sixers at six, ironically. O only Dylan didn't follow the script here. He put um, the Sixers <laughs> all the way at four here. But, I mean, I think that they're both fine teams. Honestly, I think... I don't know about you guys, but when I put the Sixers at six, I know that they're like I feel like they're better than six right now in terms of the regular season, but just based off the playoffs alone, that's what I mean. Like I I kind of rated it like G. I don't think I could trust this team if they went to the playoffs. Like yeah, I kind of tend to agree. I mean, you got two free throw merchants and and beating <laughs> Harden. I feel like ever since uh, Harden got to Philadelphia, I think he's like truly unlock joel's free throw merchant abilities like he took it to like the next level like it's like sometimes it's like hard to watch a sixers game the way they just like flail and get to the line and then flail and get to the line and then hit a three and then flail and then it just it's just i don't know it's just kind of hard to watch sometimes but that shit doesn't work like you said in the postseasons but i mean they're they're kind of like just by giving nature the third best team or maybe the fourth best team if you think the Cavs might be better than them but we all have the Sixers one right above the Cavs so like we all agree that the Sixers are third best team in the east and the Cavs are the fourth and that's just more of like a process of elimination than them being really just like solidified great teams or anything right because who else yeah. is there in the east that's competing with the top four the heat have been like kind of just very very Dark mid. Shit. yeah they're and not then there. you have yeah, the they're not there the, the Nets, we don't know what we're going to get out of the Nets anymore going forward. Like, they could be a good defensive team, but they don't even have a single bucket getter, right? Like, really, you could just be a number one scorer. So, it's Seth like, Curry. they're going to probably drop, right? And then you Brooklyn have the Hawks. Or... Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I feel like the Sixers and Cavs are just there because someone's got to be there from great. the East, right? Yeah. Yeah, They're good, right. but not great. Yeah. Okay. So, let's move on to our top five here wow we're really breezing along but i think we're gonna take a little bit of a stop here the golden state warriors are our fifth team and i think that they were around first in our last power rankings but obviously a lot of things have changed i think the warriors are what 29 and 29 right now um kind of just middling yep. around ninth seed as it currently stands no steph curry uh we made a trade at the trade deadline gary payton um, and there's a whole fiasco there, so he's not even going to be available <laughs> for a month or so. So I think it's interesting when we we look at the Warriors here, and we got a uh, Matt having them at eight. We have Viv who has them at five. And we got Dylan who's got them at seven, and then there's me who's got them at one. So we're kind of really like you said, all over the place with the Warriors. I mean, that's how the, kind of how their season has been too, right? 
I feel like what this encapsulates is like their potential, obviously they won the championship, but with their potential is easily the best team in the league, right? But then like, we don't know if we're going to get that every night is why I feel like you guys have them lower than I do, right? I mean, pretty much. Like there's something Warriors more fans, to really right? say. Yeah. Like what the Warriors, yeah, we all are. you either have, you know, when you have Steph Curry on the floor, great things will obviously ensue, but that's not been the reality this season. And plus, with the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations of the bench, trying to figure everything out, especially, you know, acclimating Dante DiVincenzo, getting, you know, um, figuring out what James Wiseman was going to be as a warrior, then kind of just resolving that by trading him away, and then seeing Kaminga's ascent to becoming a key part of the rotation. Um, there's been a lot of questions surrounding this team. And so, you know, still it's true, G, that uh, when... The start core starting five of the Warriors play. Um, they're the most efficient lineup in the league, and they're one of the best teams in the league for sure. But and that's why I have them at one. That. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like you guys are going to make the playoffs, right? I don't feel like it's going to be a situation where you guys are going to miss the playoffs or you might struggle to make it. But you know, like I said, this is my opinion. Like, if the playoffs started today, I would you can give me the Nuggets at the one seed and versus the Warriors. I think the Nuggets would be just pissed that they had to win all those games just to match up with the Warriors like come on bro, that's unfair but like I said I think if it came to the playoffs yeah I'm taking the Warriors over almost every single team I mean I haven't met one so it is every single team there might be one that I might be a little indifferent on but I, I gave them one just because you know out of respect and you know you got to be the champ to be the champ right I res- appreciate your respect and your potential jinx there G um I- <laughs> think what concerns me the most about the Warriors is that when we look at a, everything we do to rank them that we use a lot of you know the past to kind of do that and that I get it we won four championships we won the last championship but I mean the product I see right now on in the regular season is just awful it is awful we don't do well on the road when we have a lead we blow it I mean and we don't we have, no have a lot of yeah we have no defense we have no front court depth like it's just really concerning and maybe it's just my nature as a fan to just worry and you know but i was pretty much chilling at the first few months of the season i didn't give a shit um what our <laughs> record was because it's like you know that's just the warriors we kind of get a little lackadaisical back in the uh kevin durant years we didn't we kind of punted the regular season and we just let it all out in the playoffs but this time we don't have Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant's you know now on a different team I just wonder if we have the ability that you know we always say this to flip the switch like because I've never seen a worse regular season Warriors team that's won a championship than this one right now so that's really what concerns me about them and that's why I have them at eighth for me uh I put them at seven because even Yes, um, the Warriors are still like a middle of the pack team, or we're very coin flippy. But I felt like most of the games that we lost, we could have won, because I think towards the end of the games we just do dumb shit, like losing mm-hmm. the ball. Thank you, Jordan Poole. <laughs> uh, but I think it's just a little bit frustrating how we don't close games well compared to last season. But. Um, I feel like we, I think like what G said, we still have the potential to 
um, climb up the rankings is just whether or not um, the Warrior players can shore up their defense as well as minim minimize the mistakes that, that are on the court. Because I feel like, yeah, again, most of the games we lost, it could have been we could have won those, and it's starting to kick. It's starting to kill us now, going into All Star yeah. break, and, and also five, we don't have stuff. That's also true. I think five is a really good place right now for the Warriors ranking. I mean, we can't. I don't. It feels wrong to put them any lower, and it feels too. Uh, I don't know. I'd say arrogant to put them higher. So I think five is a good spot for them. All right. I mean, and one last thing, like, what scares me the most is the record, the road record. Like, I don't know what we're doing on the road, but if we're going to have a bad seed and then we're going to be on the road for most of the, like, series, I think that's what terrifies me the most because we, I think we suck. We suck on the road. I don't get it. I don't even get it. What we need to do is bring the water from Chase Center and take it with them mm. to where which place they're playing at on the road. <laughs> that might help. Who knows? I'll send it to Steve. All right. Number four in our rankings, the Phoenix Suns, the new look Phoenix Suns, who recently traded away basically everything to get Kevin Durant. Uh, I'll go over the trade once again. Four unprotected first round picks, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Mikal Bridges, and a 2028 pick swap. You have CP3, oh, I'm sorry, Christopher, Booker, uh, KD and DeAndre Ayton as you're starting four and uh, I, I'm assuming TJ Warren was the other one. That's correct. Uh, yeah. It's yep. been Tory Craig a couple of games too. Okay. All right. So we put them at four. Um, I don't think the Suns are any further from the Warriors in terms of the standings. I think they're pretty close, but obviously Kevin Durant hasn't played yet. That will probably change. Oh, they're actually fourth. I mean, the Western Conference is kind of crazy right now. So there's only two wins that separate the Warriors and the Suns. But, I mean, what do we make of this, guys? Obviously, some people, I put them at three. G put them at two. I, uh, Vivek put them at four, which is exactly where we put them. And Dylan put them at six. So let's start off with you, Dylan. Why are you a um, I think the biggest reason why is the bench. Because looking at the Suns bench, I'm not really convinced. Like you I don't think, need to be. They're not supposed to be convinced by a bench. You need, but you need a bench to help you yeah, go through the playoffs, bro. This gonna be one of the greatest buyout markets ever, bro. But Kevin Love's about to get bought out. Kevin Love's about to get bought out. Kevin Love just got bought out today. Like if we picked up Kevin Love, bro, that's a great backup for. Was, who, yeah, Boom, who's going to support your starting five? Damian Lee is going to support you. You're, you're going to put all your trust in Damian Lee, Terrence Ross, Landry Schmidt, Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. <laughs> you're, Landale. You're going to put, put your faith in those people? Landale's nice, bro. He's kind of annoying. I didn't like him more than Aiden. How are you going to share the ball when, with KD, dude? DeAndre Aiden is going to start complaining and start pouting. Who gives a fuck and stop. See, that's who your head coach who is going to put him on timeout, dude. I don't know. I could care less about Aiden, bro. We got fucking KD. <laughs> we have the best one-two in that fucking NBA. Oh, this is going to be so good. Dude, what do you mean you're one-two? 
do how long are you gonna again how long are you gonna let christopher play you like Chris this ball, man bro stop you all chris ball has to do you act as you guys act like his responsibility is through the roof here he has one <laughs> one he is your leader is it he is he not yes. your leader he needs to lead the team you can lead the team without leading the team in points and shit like that you can just be the leader of the team and we're have always gonna do this lead into cancun again man yo how right, how, so... how is he a leader when he's sitting on the bench bro and taking a break you saw um, that last yeah. well, i imagine it's to gonna say? be a lot like draymond chris paul is gonna be the new draymond well he and well, I mean... g he, your leader did not lead the team when you guys were down 43 points against the Mavs. Oh, you, really you think let... so smart ass <laughs> you, you let luca by himself cook your entire team, bro. Okay. But what does that have to do with this year? Do you, well, I'm just saying. Well, I'm, I'm past just history. Asking, are you? But you guys history. just five minutes ago said we shouldn't look at the past history. So make up your guys' mind, bro. Should we look at the past history or should we not look up the past history? Like it's just, it's just you guys are very, very uh, biased when it comes to hating on Chris Paul. Then everything is fair game. But when it's every single other player and team in the NBA, then it's just we have these strict rules that, you know, last year doesn't matter, this doesn't matter, and that doesn't matter. But then it's a Chris Paul and the Suns, and it's like, oh, we have to look at it. I think we hate a lot lot of players here for a second. We just don't mention them. And, you know, Rudy Gilbert, we meant and we hate on him a lot unreasonably oh, that's a podcast classic. and you know we don't and we didn't even mention him because you know we don't even have his team in the power rankings so i'm but yeah, like, going back to why i have the suns ranked for moving back to the main topic of discussion i mean katie is obviously katie that's a transcendent player and it really doesn't really matter what roster you have surrounding kevin durant like he's gonna take you guys far in the playoffs and that in of itself is a virtue you know, having a player of that stature on your team. And so they'll definitely make noise, you know. It doesn't really matter what Christopher or DeAndre Aiden really does. Thank you, it Booker. doesn't. It, it really doesn't. It's about Booker and KD. It's really about KD at the end of the day. And, I mean, Christopher's really going to get backpacked to a championship. With, <laughs> or not even to a championship, but they have the capability of no, that. No, no, say it, say it, say it. Come on, say it with the chest, like, just like you did, to a fucking championship, babe. You fucking Yo, know it. Deep, they, deep they inside of you. No, 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 no. Deep, deep inside far. of you, you fucking know that the Suns are going to fucking win this shit. And it just fucking hurts you. It hurts you. It hurts you. You literally have the Warriors that won, my dude. Like, <laughs> okay, I, I have no problem. I don't even know if the Suns will beat the Warriors, but you just said well, that he's going to get back back to a championship. So Yeah, if what? it happens, it's not going to be off the back of Christopher. It's no going to be because but... of Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Yeah, and that's a great one to punch. Yeah, it's in the best in the league. So I don't see why, you know, you once someone has him at what? What is this? You guys, Matt has him at three, which is fine. But uh, who has him the lowest? Dylan, sorry, six. <laughs> you have him at six. So how, how do we have the, how do we have the, the Cavs problem, ahead though. of him? How do we have the Cavs Because Dylan brings up a really good point here, which is that beyond their core four players, and really it's just three, because DeAndre Aiden at this point, he doesn't really have a role in this team anymore because he used to be kind of the role man for CP3 when they used to play pick and roll. Now with KD and Booker going to take more mid-range shots, I imagine their shot profile changes completely and drifts away from DeAndre Aiden. 
He's not been. But Aiton's gonna have a key season. key minutes to run when those guys are gonna be out to where he's gonna have to be more aggressive. If anything, it's just when they're all gonna be on the court, he's gonna have a minimized rule. But you're gonna have to stagger the minutes where Aiton's really gonna be playing with Chris Paul, so they can continue doing that one two. And then when CP or when sorry when when Book and KD are in, you kind of let them like you said do their ISO mid range game stuff. And maybe Aiton won't be as you know useful as during those minutes, but. You kind of, you know, you're going to have to figure that all out. It'd be nice if, you know, Katie was fucking playing right now, but <laughs> that's not the case, right? <laughs> it, it, I agree. But even beyond that, too, um, when you look at beyond those corporate players, when you look at Tory Craig or we look at Terrence Ross or Landry Shamit, uh, TJ Warren, those are all guys that you wouldn't necessarily trust a lot. It's kind of your five to seven or five to eight um, in the playoff rotation. Like, there's a significant fall-off between your main high-level starters and your bench. So More so than with most championship teams. So, so, so who do you guys is 5-8 and eight right now? Like, the Warriors, like, who do you guys have that's so impressive off the bench? I think got Dante. You... We got Gary Payton. We got Andre Iguodala. Iguodala got... hasn't <laughs> played in, like, six and a half fucking years. Don't worry about it. We have, They'll be back in the we playoffs. Have your your guys do and to look at the past the same shit. once again last season we, we have jordan pool five to eight <laughs> he starts he's a, technically a starter bro if you play every single game one way or another you're start and you're starting Fine. in every he, single game basically then it's then it hits haki van halajuan alaja looney yeah like, he's great off the bench I mean, yeah yeah i mean it's I, one I, of them I, it's either pool or looney right I don't know. I feel like you guys are overestimating how much we're really going to need a bench. Like, I get it. We're probably going to need a bench, and we could probably fill in, you know, holes here and there. But the Suns are, at the end of the day, like, you're going to ride out with your big four, and you're going to have to, you know, figure it out. And if you're going to have to run them all 38 minutes in the playoffs, and so be it, and you're going to run with them because that's basically the, the way the team is set up. And I feel like it's the – and if you're looking at just top-heavy teams, like, we have to be like the best of the bunch. Yeah, I mean, top heavy. Yeah, I I still have the Celtics and the Bucks ahead of them because I feel like they're more complete teams. I don't know if they can match up to the star power, but I think that they can be close at the very least. I mean, Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday. I think that's fine. And then Celtics, the J- the Jalen's. Is it no Jays? Two Jays. Jason and Jalen. Yeah. JJ. Like. I mean, I think that they're just more complete teams right now. I think that also they have that chemistry already. I think the one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is obviously the integration. Kevin Durant is the perfect system player for any team. I think he can go right in to any system and just, you know, get ready, do his thing because he's just that talented. But, you know, obviously there is going to be a little bit of um, growing pains. You got you to gotta build that chemistry beforehand, right? And... You got 20 games left before the season ends. Kevin Durant it might be coming back after the All-Star break. So I think you just got to really like make that so quick. You got to make that turnaround so quick. So that that's why I'm hesitant right now to say Phoenix is the favorites to win the title. So obviously next year, if they're all still there, I think that they're going to, you know, they probably can make a championship run, especially when they can get any free agent they want probably. But right now you're looking at a buyout market to fill out that bench and you know i just don't know i'm not sure yet but you know it's undeniably the most talented front five right now i'd say starting five 
I think the defense is also another consideration too. I just don't think they are good enough on defense. I mean, offensively, you know, there's not really much to really say about that. But the defensive woes do need some shoring up on their back end of the rotation to kind of shore up for that. And I don't think yeah. that Cray and Aiden are necessarily super plus defenders. Uh, I mean, Katie's obviously a very good team defender. He's really improved in that throughout his career. Uh, CP3, or sorry, Christopher. <laughs> what about uh, like Patrick Beverly? The... Oh, God, I'm good off that bullshit. <laughs> I'm thinking more like Kevin Love, maybe. maybe Kevin Love Russ. is not I'll a defensive. Off the bench. Oh, my God. Russ off the bench. I'm, I don't give a fuck. You guys are the ones worried about the defense and all that other crap. I'm not worried about that, man. I'm worried about just getting guys that can hoop. So Kevin Love, I'd love Kevin Love. That'd be my dream situation. We could damn near start Kevin Love if he signed this tomorrow. Man, it's not like every Nets fan once they traded for Harden. Like, oh, don't worry about the defense. We'll just outscore every team and we'll be fine, man. Nah, don't I mean, work like that. They were all got injured. They never even played a full playoff run together. So it's like, I don't know. Was that true? Or did it never, we never got to see? So I don't know. I think it's, it's hard a little to bit say. of both. Offenses can get stymied too, G. Against yeah, a good I mean, that's a fair point, but that's a very fair point. Um, but I just don't know who in the West is like, like playing good enough offense and then putting up a, somewhat equal numbers. Like if you take the Mavs, who might put up the same numbers as Sun, they're significantly worse in defense than we are. And then only team is like uh, the only reason I have the Warriors above uh, on paper. Like they're the only team that can play great defense and great uh, offense in the West. Like the Nuggets. I don't. I'm not sold on them. Like I know we're gonna talk about them uh, next, but I'm not sold on the Nuggets. I have them at five, and I just feel like that's like the good place to put them, just because like they never really do anything in the playoffs, especially in you know the playoffs, just because they have one guy, and if you can kind of control Jokic, the whole offense becomes stagnant. So I don't know. I just feel like that's their kind of situation. There'll be just like the East or the West version of the 76ers or and the Cavs, right? to me and i think me and matt have those three teams ranked exactly the same kind of feel like we're on the same wavelength on those mm-hmm. I, I don't know i just think that if you're really comparing them the teams are end up going to having to play like what team is going to put up enough points and then also be able to stop them right so uh, the only team that comes to mind is the warriors in the west like the lakers don't play any type of fucking defense the mavs don't play any defense the clippers are unreliable then you know obviously on paper they could be gods for all we know but they're that they're never gonna you know amount to anything um but so you got you know just basically the suns and the warriors out of the west for me all right i mean let's just segue right into it i think the nuggets were the third in our power rankings they're the best in the western conference and honestly i didn't see that coming and i think they they have the best record oh only the bucks and celtics have better records than them but, I mean, Jokic is on his way to maybe a third MVP in a row, which is weird. And, you know, it seems like they're good on paper, right? But we've seen this story play out before. I don't think the first seed has made the Western Conference Finals in the last three years. So, you know, I'll just, you know, open it up to debate here. Are the Nuggets legitimate? And are they actually going to win in the playoffs? I think they're a good team, you know. It really just kind of is a matter of if they show out come postseason, especially, you know, with the addition of Murray 
and Michael Porter Jr. getting his legs, or rather his actual back, back in the game, you know. And so Aaron Gordon's also been a really fine addition for them um, ever since he got traded to the team. Uh, he's really been a very solid player, and him and Jokic have been a really dream pairing. Um, like, watching them, like, yeah, Gordon plays really well off the ball, and Jokic really unlocks his talents. You know, I, I think it's a team that, it could be one of those stories where it's just a great regular season team. There's one flaw that they get exposed on come the postseason, and you don't really know it till you see it. But, I mean, defensively, they've been quite good to compared to the past and Bruce Brown's been a good player uh, you know this is a team yeah. that seems to be doing all the right things on paper and you don't want to necessarily come out and disrespect them but also at the same time one can say you know where was the star power beyond Jokic right um, like these are all great players that they also have you know even with their rotation not just the three aforementioned people like uh, you know Gordon Murray and Porter, right? But what what is this team really uh, when their backs against the wall? And I hate really resorting to that cliche because you know we haven't really seen this team, you know, respond well, to adversity in the best in the past. But I th- I think this is going to be a really strong test for them this season. Well, this is where I argue with you here for a second because um, Jamal Murray, right? Jamal Murray's been out for the last two years, and when he was in last time we saw him it was back in the bubble right and what happened in that bubble year uh they came back down three to one against the jazz and they won that series they came back down three to one against the clippers and they were able to do that uh they lost to the lakers in the uh in the western conference finals but i mean that was a pretty good run so we have kind of seen where they are when their backs are against the wall and i think that jamal murray makes things at least more interesting than they were in the past I don't think, you know, they're not going to get bounced out of the first round. And, you know, I think that they could probably reach the Western Conference Finals. It just depends on what their matchup is at this point. So, I mean, I feel like we're disrespecting the Nuggets. But at the same time, I do understand. It's just like, it's kind of a what have you done for me lately kind of league. So, you know, that's why I'm hesitant about it. I feel like with this team, like what Viv said is very true. Like, like. They have been tested in your case, but at the same time, you know, like, I don't feel like they've, I don't know what the word is, like, this whole Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, you know, and then a bunch of 3 and D players with Jokic type of lineup they've been trying to do is, like, the answer. I, I think they're going to, sadly, I hope it's not true, but I think they're going to end up losing the playoffs if made the first couple rounds, um, you know, and then they'll end up, kind of you'll see a different Nuggets team next year um I assume that Jokic is going to be there but I wouldn't like fully discount that if he wasn't um I think they're going to fully probably revamp the team where you trade Michael Porter Jr you maybe even look to trade Jamal Murray bring in some new guys maybe if Aaron Gordon's like the the best player out of the bunch right now i'd keep him and then you got Jokic, gordon and then they build from there try to find a point card like a dame or something like that someone someone of just 
different, you know. I think they're at that point where, you know, the Grizzlies, or not the Grizzlies, the Tim, uh, Trailblazers were uh, X amount of years ago where, you know, you have a year when you make the Western Conference Final, but you never felt like you were really going to win the ring. You never really felt like you were in the driver's seat of the season or the NBA or anything. Like, you know, you could be the one seed and, you know, you could win a playoff series here, two the next year, win the one back the next year or whatever, but you never really felt like you are going to win the ring, right? And I think that's when you got to look at the team and then just kind of start moving a bunch of pieces. And that's just kind of how it goes. Is you know, only a couple teams really win a championship, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I, I put Nuggets at number two just because um, I'm a really huge believer of, of Jokic and what he does for his team because I feel like his play style is very different from other centers and he unlocks all his teammates essentially. He makes the game easier for them, but it's again, it's like what you guys all said about when it comes down to the playoffs. It's like, what, where are the results? Because lately, or from past um, seasons, they've been bounced either on the second round and third round. And what concerns me is stamina. Because I noticed um, the Nuggets, they're a little bit bigger, or how they're constructed their roster, like all. All their players are, like, huge. And it's... I think when they play a team against, like, for example, the Warriors, I feel like they're just going to gas out because against those type of teams, like, how they rely on, like, their quickness and stamina to run run teams to the ground, I feel like that's when they get burned. Because Jokic, even though he's, he's, he's an amazing player, but at some the point usage is fucking insane yeah exactly like they like the nuggets need Jokic in order to play well similar to how warriors need steph curry and without Jokic, it everything gets thrown out the window essentially for them but i think if the playoffs started now i think they're at minimum i think it's still the same they'll reach second round but I feel like their max could be. Um, I'm hoping they. It could be the finals, for them. But it just comes down to if they can fix their um, their stamina essentially. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I do think that the Warriors targeted Jokic a lot back in their playoff series because they knew. Um, okay, so last two teams here. There's no use uh, counting down, honestly. It's the Celtics and the Bucks. The Celtics were first. The Bucks were the second. I mean, only thing separating these two teams is really one win, I think. Actually, they're tied um, in terms of losses. Bucks just have one less win than the Celtics. So why are we putting the Celtics ahead of the Bucks and kind of being the number one team in the NBA? I feel like it's play style for me. I feel like the Celtics play style better in terms of just they're better at shooting. I feel like they got the better, uh, not better star. Obviously, Giannis is the best player in the league. But if you go to just ability of like the two, you know, J- Jalen Brown's about as good as any two in the league, right? And then you have mm-hmm. just a 
perfectly, I would say, assemble team. And you added Brogdon this offseason, and that's been working out really well. Derek White's taking, like, I wouldn't say steps forward. It's not like he's significantly better. It's just really every single piece on that Soldier. team works together, and it just, like, clicks. Like, I, I'm not saying the Bucks don't. Obviously, we all have them, you know, top five. So, and then they're the best two teams in the East by far. So, we, we, we all have, like, relatively, like, you know, safe floor for both of these teams. Probably going to be the Easter Conference Finals. Um, with all, all, all that being said, I just, I don't know. It's I think it's just a flip in the flip of the coin type of thing. It just happens that all four of us flip the coin the same way, right? Yeah. I mean, we I, all had the I, Celtics as one, except for G, because he wanted to put the Warriors at one. And then Bucks were two for me and Vivek, and three for Dylan, four for G. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Dylan. Oh, I, I kind of agree with Gia. I just like the Celtics play style. It's like more, they have more space compared to the Bucks. I feel like. Because right. the Bucks, I don't think they play that fast. It's just Giannis, it's just only Giannis running through everyone, right? I'm Doesn't pretty sure. Yeah, because um, looking at their roster, other than like, Drew Holiday, um, Giannis, Grayson. I think Grayson Allen starts, or he comes off the bench. I forgot, but they. I know. I know they added Jay Crowder, and I know Brooke Lopez is their starting five, and I know Brooke Lopez is not that fast. So, but yeah. he can. But he can hit threes. I'll admit that. But it's just the way, um, the Celtics play style. I feel like they can adapt to. Not not only they can play at a higher rate, but they can also play at a slower rate as well because of how they const- how the roster is constructed and how they play as a team compared to the to the Bucks. Yeah, I think that the Celtics are just a little bit more complete than the Bucks right now. Um, I think Giannis is the best player, honestly, in the entire Eastern Conference, maybe in the entire NBA. But I think that. You know, the system that the Celtics are running, the offense, the defense, I think they just have everything right now. Uh, we've seen their caliber in the playoffs. We've seen that they they also needed to gain that experience. We kind of saw those uh, that inexperience show a little bit against the finals, against the Warriors. But overall, I think that this is just a team on a mission. And I think that they're playing really good basketball. And I just don't see that changing anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're on for the most part, we you know, they're the best two teams in the East, right? Like, undoubtedly. Yep. All right. So, there you have it. That's our power rankings. Any kind of predictions that you want to just spit out there? I mean, it doesn't have to be the NBA Finals. It doesn't have to be just MVP. It could just be anything that you think is going to happen and you want to call it right now. Suns Championship. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of, that's a lot of hopium right there you have to do this every time old man <laughs> i'm right. i'm kind of looking forward to watching the nets run, make a run i like their team i really are they likable again uh, i think so i They're mean the you don't have nets Kyrie. they just gotta get the someone to dance they should go sign jared dudley again <laughs> or you know sign I, mean? I feel like he was the missing piece or sign Kent Bazemore. Uh, or get Kent Bazemore. <laughs> oh, that's the ultimate, yeah, that's the ultimate bench uh, hype man. 
I think I'll I mean, go with the really audacious one. I think the Clippers actually go pretty far this postseason. I was actually gonna say, yeah, I can, I, think, no, I can see that. Yeah, I think that they actually put it together this time. I don't know why, but the Which West is too wide nice. open. That I team think it's good, bro. It's just hard to believe in the Clippers. I feel like the Chargers, where they're just like the second team in, that, in, in the SoCal area of their sport, and the Angels, they're just all cursed, you know. It's like they have what they have the people. It's just they always fumble the bag for some reason. Right. Exactly. I uh, I feel like they're gonna be in the they'll be in the semifinals for sure, and that's honestly a pretty big. One. But I think that their bench, they really reloaded their bench um, in the trade deadline, and it's kind of going unnoticed. Uh, they got Gordon. Yeah, they added Gordon. like one Plumley. They got Gordon. The Plumley right. goat. Plum goat. They got Bones Highland. And they got, like, they got Bones. Yeah. And they're gonna, I think they're going to get Russ, too. Yeah, they're probably going to get Russ. And then that's when it all falls apart. And <laughs> the weird thing is, the Clippers weren't even bad when it came to their bench before the deadline, and they got better. It's always been a team that seems to be in the mix for winning it all on paper year after year. But, you know, given just how open everything is with the lay of the land in this conference, you know, I'll actually take them for going pretty far. I'm not going to say a championship just yet, but I wouldn't rule it out if they made the finals. You know, I wouldn't be terribly shocked. What about the Kings? They're right now third in the Western Conference. It's just they're very unproven. Light the fucking beam, baby. Beam me up, Scotty. Like, they're like the all. fan favorite teams. You know what I mean? Like they're just yeah. like, I just want them to win. Obviously, they're there's the... no chance in hell. <laughs> they're the Detroit Lions of the uh, NBA. Can't hate. Yeah, them. but they're they're sort of more successful, which sounds crazy. But season's not close to being finished. But you know, there was never a point in the season where the Lions were atop anything. I don't think kings it, since we, before we were born, at least. Yeah, kind I don't of. think the, the Lions have had this much playoff regular season success as the Kings have. At least, you know, at least in our lifetime as well, we've never really seen the Kings, the top three in the West ever, right? Like, can you guys recall a time? I think it was like right before our time. Like, we're all, you know, late Early 90s 2000s, they were like... Yeah, but we like, were... It was like US, 2002, two like 2002, right. like really early. Yeah, we've been watching all that shit. So it's like yeah. we grew up watching fucking DeMarcus Cousins... Great amount to an eight seed, right? And Isaiah Thomas. Oh god, god. yeah. God, I used. To I, I think them. if the Kings may manage to go far in the playoffs, every NBA fan who's been it for the long haul is going to celebrate. Like I don't hey, see if... any world in which people are disappointed that the Kings do super well. Usually, when mm-hmm. a team loses to the Kings in the regular season, everyone seems to be at the very least, somewhat nonchalant about it because everyone <laughs> right. just loves a success story that they're having this season. Like, they're one of the best offenses in the league. Darren Fox is an all-star. You know, Sabonis has been killing it. The trade looks really good for them. They have mm-hmm. really nice bench pieces. They seem to be doing everything right so far. And I think there's a renewed optimism within the fan base, right. the front office, the coaching staff. And you wanted to see that success and that positivity keep on going. So... I think every mm-hmm. NBA fans roll along the bandwagon for seeing them grow. Yeah, I would agree, and um, I want to give a shout out to one guy on the Kings, like a little 
whole thing. I think the person that really turned it around, I think the players get a lot of credit, or the GM gets a lot of credit, whoever, right? But Mike Brown is not being talked about enough. And Mike Brown went to Golden State. He took down every single thing Steve Kerr did and then fucking said, all right, man, I'm coming to Sacramento. I'm going to do every single thing the same exact way. And honestly, it's fucking amazing. Because they really got Twitter looking like fucking Clay Thompson some nights. I don't know if people watch the Kings play, but it's fucking exciting sometimes. There was a game maybe a couple months ago where they had hit a late fourth quarter three and it felt like the finals in their stadium and the whole screen started shaking and I was like, Jesus, this is not even like, this is just a random <laughs> Tuesday. Like, what is going on in Sacramento? It's just electric. They play a great brand of basketball. Like, aesthetically, they, they play at one of the highest paces in the league. Yeah, it's literally the warrior system. Like it's insane. It's just like the pinpoint copied it down and then just brought it over and then kind of changed it to implement to his players, which is, you know, fuck well, if they're winning all those rings with that system, there's something in that system that's working, right? It's gonna be fun watching Kings versus Grizzlies. Oh fuck the Grizzlies, bro. <laughs> I hope they get fucking killed, bro. It's gonna be so fun. Do you know how United the N- NBA will probably be in that series <laughs> against Dylan Brooks too. <laughs> yes, dude, Dylan Brooks is getting getting his hands ready, dude. Throw some I'm, punches. I'm, I would. I think Hoyter is probably better than Dylan Brooks, bro. But that's a I think so. All right. Hey, hey, if anybody that's watching the All Star game in a couple of days, bro, hey, bet on Hoyter to win the three point contest. Boom. Oh, his name is Kayvon. I forgot his his Kayvon, baby. Kayvon. Kayvon. in Germany. Huerta, the Raleigh Jefferson. Huerta. I always think he looks like Raleigh Jefferson from Diary of a Woman. I know. Also, while we're just talking about things, you know, that we have predictions. Not like much of a prediction on my hand, but it's just like uh, something I want to see, like a wish list. I want to see the fucking Mavs versus the Suns in the goddamn playoffs. I think everybody in the NBA wants to see that happen. Just the amount of like storylines and all the different things that would be happening you got Kyrie, Kyrie, kd you got the last year sons mavs matchup like there's so much boiling there and i feel like it'd be so 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 fun to watch as a neutral sure, i would couldn't agree that. more honestly if that were to happen the ratings would be through the roof you know everyone Absolutely. was kind of giving that same anticipatory vibe when the warriors and grizzlies squared off against the play in the postseason last season but Honestly, that series got very grating and annoying. But here, you just had the perfect amount of star power. You know, you have a whole confluence of storylines with the KD and the Kyrie trade to the respective teams that they're going to be facing off against, plus the other collapse that was Game 7 that is historic in all time. And you really can't tell the story of the NBA in the sphere of basketball done by James Smith without mentioning the epic alright and that does it for this week's episode thanks Jen for listening yes you can find Let's us on Spotify more. iTunes Amazon wherever you get your podcasts from uh, and also follow our Twitter at Bay Council and our and block Viv's Twitter block Viv on Instagram uh, report his social security to the FBI for fraud Oh, we're talking about fraud. All right, let me. I know this guy. I don't think we can make it through this pro. uh, This promo at the end. You're just gonna have to find us. Good night.